Hello and welcome back to the Gifted Podcast Olympic Special Series. If you're new here, in this special Olympic series, we'll be joined by Olympians of past and present who'll share their experience of competing at the Olympics as we try and understand what it takes and means to overcome your fears and inhibitions and lead a life that's limitless. And in the spirit of a limitless life, this special Olympic series of the Gifted Podcast is sponsored by Edelweiss Tokyo Life Insurance that perfectly embodies this very notion of a life unlimited. In today's episode, we'll be taking a close look at India's performance at Tokyo Olympics so far. The sport that everybody expected to bring a medal for India is shooting. To dissect Indian shooting team's performance so far in Tokyo, I am joined by pistol shooter who competed at the Rio Olympics for India, Prakash Nanjapa. Prakash sir competes in the 10-meter and 50-meter events and is also an Arjuna awardee. I also have the fortune of calling him my coach as I train under him for the 10-meter pistol event. Other than discussing Indian shooting team's performance in Tokyo so far, we also dive deeper into what it takes and means to be an Olympian and competing with the best of the best. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome Prakash sir to the Gifted Podcast, especially this Olympic special series. We're really excited to have you today. I often love to discuss the beginnings of the individual's sports career and I know that you started relatively late in the sport of shooting at the age of 33, which gives a lot of people like myself a lot of faith and hope. What sort of internal and external inhibitions did you have to overcome to start your journey at the age of 33 and chase down your dreams of becoming an Olympian for India? Yeah, you're right, actually. You know, I started pretty late. When there was a day where, you know, when, when I was young and I told my dad, I told my father, put me in any sport, I would definitely come to the top. But unfortunately, those days, there was no sponsors, there's no support whatsoever. So livelihood was an issue for which I had to give up on sports at that point of time. Then I went to Canada. I, I had my, I mean, I worked for like almost five years as software engineer. 2008, and that was the time when we know won the medal in rifle. And uh, my father called me and he said, hey, you know what, this rifle gold has been taken, pistol gold is uh, still uh, untouched. So you could be that. So it was like, okay, that was a little, you know, motivating and uh, uh, a push, I would say. So from there, you know, I started thinking like, okay, you know what, I, I, at that point of time, I even equaled the Canadian record playing their uh, uh, nationals and, and the Canadian uh, government, they, you know, the coach, he wanted me to play for Canada. So that's where, you know, there were two aspects which actually struck to my mind. One was uh, my dad saying that pistol uh, gold is still remains. So that's yours. It could be yours maybe. And that was one thing. And then you know, the Canadian government asking me to play for them. So one, one thing struck to my mind was if I have to play for a uh, play in Olympic, why would I play for somebody? You know, that's when I decided, okay, I want to play for uh, India, for, for my country. So that's when I packed up everything and I came back. It was a huge risk on my part <laughs> at that point of time, you know, coming and then starting all over. But somewhere there was some confidence, I, I'm going to make it. Yeah. And what sort of uh, influence would your father have in this decision, knowing that he himself was a national level shooter as well? Yeah, in fact, uh, he's ready even now to compete. 
<laughs> so that keeps that keeps motivating me even in the state meets uh, national he keeps saying that you know what i won it's like okay i won uh, where is your medal kind of a thing so that, that that's what uh, me and my father share so he knows where to uh, trigger me <laughs> right so he knows exactly and, how to you know trigger me yeah. so you know starting at 33 and then qualifying for the rio olympics at the age of 40 and you were the oldest indian olympian to get qualified for rio what was your experience like at rio yeah i mean not out uh, every athlete's dream is to play for country you know? so that, that was again the same dream for me and 2008 that's when i decided that i want to play for country in in the olympic so yeah it was it was quite a um, uh, journey and Uh, they say right like if you ask or if you believe in it whole heartedly uh, the universe uh, gives it back to you so probably i the only thing i regret for that is i shouldn't have thought that i want to play for country i should have thought that i want to win medal for the country probably I, by now i would have had that medal right you had imagined that you would want to be an olympian and that's what you were able to achieve what sort of ambitions were you going into rio with oh, okay the first stage was to get quota and then prepare to win the medal at that stage when you're playing for country in the the highest level compared to all the competitions yeah so the first stage was to get the quota and second was to prepare to win the medal and uh, preparation was uh, superb i was very happy with the preparation in fact i trained under uh, kim kim coach uh, along with my father and it was an amazing journey of pre- preparation because uh, when i stood in in the lane and i was shooting trust me zero pressure absolutely nothing because that's how uh, my dad being a issf certified coach and he's been my mental trainer from from very long time he knew exactly how to tune me into that uh, stage so it was kind of a, a complete zone created and yeah i mean the preparation was amazing looking forward to get to that form very soon and you know hope to make it to the 2024 uh, team right and what would you say you know, considering that you are looking forward to and training for 2024 paris olympics what experience or learning from rio would you be using to you know take into your stride see the preparation yes i am aware of preparation i have uh, i have no regrets on that nor i it, it wasn't like okay i was not prepared it was only because of the bell palsy uh, and the 50 meter the cold uh, breeze uh, hitting me very badly on the on the thing so uh, that was one of the main reason that i couldn't kick off the way i wanted but if you actually see my uh, scores halfway through i i fight back Uh, somewhere between uh, 40th to i came back to i came up to 25th rank so uh, that was a pretty good fight back but again you know as i said but now 20 now since that event only is not there in olympic the uh, the 50 meter event so my whole focus would be on 10 uh, 10 meters which is an indoor yeah. so i'm hoping that no such issues would again happen to me uh, so just completely focusing on this 10 meter got it and sir the sponsor for our series is edelweiss tokyo life insurance who believe everybody should live by the motto of zindagi unlimited which means life without limitations 
and i can think of nobody better than you who truly buys into that philosophy because you faced a lot of challenges and you've had to overcome a lot of limitations in your life especially the the biggest one being the paralytic attack that you overcame to continue fighting for your dream having had an experience like that what does living your life without limitations or as we say zindagi unlimited mean to you yeah i mean when when i when i had this attack on the bell palsy so bell palsy is the term and it's actually the right side of my face was kind of paralyzed at that point of time when i went to the doctor and the doctor looked at me and said you know what i think probably you might have to quit shooting so first thing came to my mind was no way i'm not going to quit shooting and uh, in fact he told me to rest for 6 months i think in 2 months time i recovered i played uh, uh, i i made made back i i got back to the team and i won the asian uh, tehran it was asian championship with two silvers and a bronze so after that uh, i it's every competition or so i've been winning medals ever since the doctor said you you have to you might have to quit shooting <laughs> so so for me it's like uh, that's a challenge yeah and that that's very inspiring and i'd love to understand what sort of conversation do you have to have with yourself at a moment like that to continue pushing through those limitations no see they always say right sports grooms personality so from childhood since i was very good at sports probably i have cultivated that attitude of fight back so probably i think that would be one of the reason and when the doctor said uh, you might have to quit shooting then i said no i can't the shooting it's got kind of in my blood so yeah but basically i didn't take that those words very serious but what i had to do was to come back to the team so so that was my process there but yeah you need to do self talk which i normally do that i am not made for this i am not made to take defeat and just sit in a place and start crying on that so see again you know it all comes down to the attitude yeah and parent support and friend support family so all that adds on you know, my friends were very supportive in fact so it was yeah it was uh, it was a pretty good support that i had to uh, overcome all these uh, all these things and come back, get back to the team right i th- i think you're spot on with you know sport building character and which is why we see a lot of children being put into sports because i think these are the early foundations that everybody could use in their lives going forward so so coming to indian shooting team's performance at the olympics so far and everyone has had high hopes from them what have you made mm-hmm. of their performance so far what i feel probably the shooters are going behind the medals why because that's the hype given that okay you know shooting can get us so many medals and everybody are talking about the medals rather than the performance so somewhere i feel that the focus is not on the performance but to get the medal somehow get the medal so it doesn't come like that somehow you won't get the medal so you need to do what you have to do to get the medal so probably i feel uh, the shooters the shooters have been under the pressure of getting medals right and you know like you mentioned the focus needs to be on the process rather than the outcome and that is so important in in our sport of shooting what sort of mindset switch needs to happen when you start competing at these big levels of 
you know the the olympics and the commonwealth and and the like see uh, that's a mental training that's a mental training that you need to talk to yourself and say you know what this is just another day so you don't have to give the competition such a big hype that you lose what you're supposed to be doing so you need to take that as just like an any other day and just keep uh, doing your routine right and you know coming to specifically to the the pistol shooters and and saurabh choudhry we know that he finished first in qualifications for his 10 meter uh, air pistol event and then lost it during the finals while the target is still the same what sort of a mindset switch needs to happen when you go from say shooting in qualifications where he shot 21 shots continuously at the 10 target to then coming and finishing only you know not in the medal positions for india in in the finals what sorts of mindset switch needs to happen in that in that moment see qualification is it's a time bound again with 1 hour 15 minutes so uh, you you can there is no per shot uh, time limit the way what happens in finals the finals you have been given a particular time and you need to shoot within that so so there's a lot of difference in qualification if some if if you're not confident then you can always put your hand down and restart the process but in finals uh, you can't do that you, there is no time for that so probably see saurabh again you know saurabh is good in finals it's not that it's, it's a chance for him uh, he is good at it somehow you know as i said going behind the medals but otherwise he's an excellent uh, final uh, player as well right and we have a, we have an incredibly young indian shooting team with many of them at their first olympics so nerves are expected from them if you were there with the indian team right now as their coach what advice would you have given them knowing that there are still a good number of events left for them to shine no i see the young team which has gone up there and playing their debut olympic they have long way to go i mean life doesn't end here so they are, they have just started and there's a long way to long way for them what they need to carry the experience and i'm sure Uh, they will, and uh, I'm sure in the next Olympic uh, maybe we will bounce back in, in a better way. And if uh, I had to be their coach and I had to be there, I would definitely say this, uh, you know, just to focus on the process and not worry about the results. Do your best and uh, leave it, leave it to the rest. Well, there was some pretty solid advice for all the Indian shooters still in contention at Tokyo. But at the end of the day, like Sir mentioned, while we hope for a gold. we should continue to support and appreciate all our athletes regardless of a medal or not on that note let's look at the performance of some of the other sports at tokyo starting with a few major wins so far the biggest story for india out of tokyo is mirabai chanu's silver medal in weightlifting this was mirabai's second olympics as she finished 6th in rio and missed out on a medal but this time she went in as the world number 2 and clinched the silver medal according to reports this could still get upgraded to a gold medal given how the current gold medal winner ho jui is set to undergo anti doping tests 
Another pleasant surprise was in the sport of rowing as the pair of Arjun Lal and Arvind Singh overcame a rough start to finish strongly and qualify for the semi-finals of the double skulls event. With this, they become the first Indian pair to qualify for the semi-finals of double skulls event at any Olympics. While they had initially aimed to finish between 10th and 14th position, this semi-final event gives them an opportunity to dream bigger and higher. One of the medal hopefuls who are still in contention is P.V. Sindhu. She made light work of her Israeli counterpart, Senia Polikarpova, winning in straight sets 21-7, 21-10 and progressed to the next round. India's men's doubles duo of Satvik Sairaj Rankiredi and Chirak Shetty had a dream start to their Olympic journey. Having been drawn in the group of death, they couldn't have hoped for a better start as they beat world number three pair of Lee and Wang of Chinese Taipei. Since that win, they've lost to the world number one pair of Gideon and Sukamoyo of Indonesia. They needed a win in their final game and hoped for other results to go their way if they were to qualify for the quarterfinals. While they won their game against Great Britain in straight sets 21-17 and 21-19, there was an upset in the other group game as Chinese Taipei, the world number three pair, beat the world number one pair from Indonesia, which meant that both of those teams ended up going to the quarterfinals. But the Indian duo will rightly take pride in their performance at the Olympics. Another strong medal hopeful who's still in contention is Mary Com as she dominated her opponent in the first round. She won her bout against Dominican Republic's Megalina Hernandez Garcia 4-1 and progressed to the next round of women's flyweight category. While the shooting team have underdelivered at the moment, there have been more than enough instances that point towards a very bright future for the Indian shooting team. Saurabh finished first in the qualifications of 10-meter air pistol event. He shot 21 back-to-back 10s. It was only in the finals that he showed some weakness and ended up bowing out of the event and finished seventh overall. Still, it was a pretty solid finish considering this was his Olympic debut. Manu Bakar was another medal hopeful going into the 10-meter women's air pistol event. But after firing 16 shots, she faced a weapons malfunction that cost her 20 minutes out of the allotted 75 minutes to every shooter to shoot 60 shots. Manu, instead of crumbling under pressure, rose to it as she shot the remaining 44 shots in only 38 minutes and came as close as the last shot to making it into the finals. Manu needed a 10 of the last shot but could only muster up an 8. But Manu's performance under intense time pressure is definitely worth appreciating and commending. That's all for this roundup of the Tokyo Olympics. With more Indian participation coming in the sports of boxing, badminton and track and field, join us again soon as we'll be joined by another special guest who'll share their story of living their Zindagi Unlimited. Until then, stay well and keep supporting the Indian athletes in Tokyo.